Hey, you remember printing out those map quest directions on paper and then trying to like balance it and read while you're like trying to find your exit? That was so dangerous. I'm so glad we have GPS apps now. You know, actually the best thing about those map apps, you don't have to figure out how to fold them when you're finished. Oh, hey, it's time to go field tripping. Welcome back to The Field Tripper. I'm your guide, Amanda Adair, upper school science teacher at All Saints Episcopal School in Tyler. Each week, I introduce you to fun and educational sites that you can visit around East Texas if you have an afternoon, a day, or a weekend. Now, at the time of this recording, we're getting close to the end of school and the start of summer travel season. Today, since you'll soon have a little bit more time to explore, instead of highlighting an educational venue that you can just visit in one day, I want to take you on a weekend getaway. Instead of field tripping, we're road tripping to Dallas. Now, I'm sure most of you know where Dallas is. Just get on I-20 and head west. You've probably been to Dallas several times and you know very well the major attractions like Six Flags and the Pro Museum. However, I always like introducing you to places that you may not have explored yet. For this weekend excursion, we're going to the central part of Dallas to the area around I-35. Our first stop is the Dallas Heritage Village. Located at 1515 South Harwood Street, Dallas Heritage Village is conveniently located near the heart of downtown Dallas, close to the junction of Interstates 30 and 35. It was previously called Old City Park, but due to some confusion, it changed its name in 2005 to show that it's more history museum than playground. Now, okay, I'm embarrassed to admit I have only discovered the Dallas Heritage Village like a couple of years ago, and I have no idea why I hadn't heard about it before. This place is right up my alley. The site's home to several homes and businesses from the Metroplex that were in danger of being torn down for development. They were picked up and moved to this location, and then they were restored to preserve their history. Today, you can walk around the village and explore buildings on your own, which include a railroad depot, a schoolhouse, a church, a doctor's office, general store, bank, hotel, and many, many more. Now, since discovering the Heritage Village, I've actually been several times with my children and even recently took my nieces. So my nieces are four years old and two years old, but they still had a great time exploring all the buildings. The village has a farm site where you can watch a blacksmith at work or help take care of the chickens and crack corn. There's even mules on the site that they loved petting. Okay, so I'm gonna have a picture on my website of my daughters and my nieces hugging this mule that you can go and see, it's really adorable. Um, so the village is open to tour from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily. Check their social media and website though, as they occasionally offer evening tours. Um, they have candlelight events at Christmas, special education events like cooking demonstrations and holiday celebrations like the one that they're gonna have on July 4th. Admission is $10 for adults, $6 for kids 5 to 12, and kids 4 and under are free. For our next site, head north on Harwood Street, going downtown to the Dallas Museum of Art. Now, as surprised as I was to learn about the Dallas Her Heritage Village, I was even more surprised to learn that the Dallas Museum of Art is 
free. Yes, you heard that right, free. I assumed a huge museum of that caliber would be at least $10, but you can browse their permanent collection anytime you want for no cost. Granted, now some of the special traveling exhibits do have a fee attached, but you don't have to shell out cash to see some really wonderful artwork. I first went to the Dallas Museum of Art on a trip that I took by myself to Dallas for a weekend getaway. I put the art museum on my list because I just assumed that taking my daughters on a trip there would be expensive and they wouldn't really enjoy it much anyway. I was wrong on both accounts. So the next time we took a girl's trip to Dallas, I took them with me and they really enjoyed it. Granted, Caroline got tired of walking the three floors of winding exhibit rooms, but other than some sore feet, she wasn't bored and whining to go home, so that's a win in my book. When you go, if you have children with you like I did on my second visit, there's an area called the Center for Creative Connections that lets children get hands-on with art. As far as collections, my favorites included the ancient Mediterranean and European art, and the Reeves personal collection, which is a recreation of these people's home, with the paintings and antiques set up in a living room scene, bedroom, study, and so on. For a bit, you forget where you're at. There's sculptures from ancient Egypt, silks from Japan, Tiffany stained glass, and ceremonial masks from Africa. There is truly a wild collection of a little bit of everything, no matter what interests you. For a list of the current featured exhibitions, check their website before you go. The Dallas Museum of Art is closed Monday and Tuesday, but the other days it opens at 11 a.m. Carve out a few hours to spend there. I promise you it's bigger than you assume. And did I mention again that it's free? I can't get over that. I love finding school, cool stuff for free or at, or at least cheap. Okay, so now by now I'm assuming you're tired and your feet hurt, just like Caroline's. No worries. Let's get you to a nice place where you can relax. So for this, head northwest on North Stemmons Freeway to the Hilton Anatole. Now, normally I try to give you a unique local place to stay, visit, and dine, and avoid chains like Hilton. However, I'm recommending this place for two reasons. One, the local boutique hotel that I normally stay in is currently closed for renovations, and I'm not sure when they'll reopen. Hopefully I can feature it on a future episode. And two, although I'm sending you to a place named Hilton, you still have got to see this place. It is not your normal chain hotel. So I first visited the Anatole for a state science teacher conference, and I couldn't wait to return with my family. The huge winding common areas contain an extensive collection of artwork and antiques, including a piece of the Berlin Wall. The Anatole opened in 1979, and this fancy schmancy place has hosted famous names like Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, and professional athletes that are competing nearby. Outside, they have an entire water park. Not just a pool and a hot tub, an entire water park with lazy river, tube slides. It is a great site for all day fun in the summer. Now, once you've checked in and you've picked your jaw up off the floor at all the sites around you, you may feel hungry for dinner. Nearby, I recommend you try Slow Bone Barbecue. Slow Bone has all your favorites like brisket, ribs, sausage, and fried chicken. However, there are a few unique items that I recommend trying, like the brisket chili, the sweet potato praline, and the cornbread pudding. When I visited, I had to try the pit, which is a sandwich made of chopped random ends and pieces of whatever they've been serving that day. So brisket, sausage, chicken, whatever. They chop it all up and it goes on a sandwich. Then they smother it with their barbecue sauce and it is absolutely delicious. All right, the next morning after you've slept off your barbecue coma and you've relaxed a bit in the water park, 
it's time to get active with a walk around the Dallas Zoo. The zoo is located three miles south of downtown Dallas on the I-35 frontage road between Marcellus Avenue and Ewing Avenue. The zoo is divided into two big chunks that are separated by a highway, and you connect between the two by walking through an underground tunnel. In the zoo, there's a children's area, there's tigers, there's a very large area of elephants and giraffes, there's hippos, there's gorillas, and there's even a train you can ride. Admission to the zoo varies depending on the day of the week and the season, so make sure you check ahead. Now, if you have an annual pass to Caldwell Zoo in Tyler, you can actually get a discount on admission to Dallas Zoo, so make sure you take your pass with you. I told you I like getting things for cheap. The zoo is open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Before heading back to Tyler, stop for dinner across I-35 in the Bishop Arts District. Stroll around this artsy area and enjoy the shops. For dinner, try Taco y Vino. If you are a fan of Torchies and Tyler, you're going to love the Dallas local eats at Taco y Vino. You can enjoy tacos made with blackened catfish, simmered prickly pear cactus, and halal chicken. For dessert, walk down the street to Emporium Pies. This shop is incredibly cute. And it really inspired me to want to open up my own pie shop someday, you know, like right before I spend the weekend on the International Space Station. Um, but at Emporium, you can find delicious slices of red velvet chess, bourbon pecan, French silk chocolate, and butterscotch meringue cream pie. Hopefully, as you polish off your slice and get ready to head back home, you realize that you've had a relaxing, full weekend trying some new things in Dallas. All right, don't worry. The Metroplex is so large. I promise we will feature more places soon. I just wanted to give you a few hidden gems to discover that you may not have visited before. So with me being a teacher, I have to give you a summer assignment as we sign off until August. Your assignment is to get out there. Go explore with your students this summer, whether it's an afternoon, a day, a weekend, or even longer. Go to a few of the places that we've highlighted this spring or explore something new and tell me about it. Maybe I'll highlight your discovery in an episode in the fall. Thank you all for listening to The Field Tripper this season. Please feel free to visit my website linked in the show notes for additional info and photos and email me with feedback or ideas at aadare at all-saints.org. None of the places that I mentioned sponsor this podcast. In fact, no one does. Giving you new ideas for a relaxing weekend is worth all the sponsorships in the world to me. Phil Tripper is a production of All Saints Episcopal School, hosted by Amanda Adair. Music credit of Caleb Ott. We will be back in August with new content. I have a list of places in our summer jar that I will be exploring with Natalie and Caroline, and I will make sure to take lots of photos to share with you. Until then, keep exploring. Taking the easy way